1: get 80% off your impression kit when you
0: use code wondery at that's Byte.com. that's b y t e.com start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Don V Fridays episode 83. Man, hey, we getting up there in episodes, man. We going to be having we might have to do a 100th episode special coming up soon. I might have to do some giveaways or do some PayPals to the to the day ones. I know who my day ones are. So you can't even try to bluff and try to act like you've been a day one and you started fucking with me a week ago or something. I know who my day ones are. I might have to do some PayPals or some or some something. Something for my day ones, man. Because uh We getting up we getting up, we're getting close to a hundred episodes of Don Lee Fridays. So we gonna have to do something special. But uh if you a Hokie fan, this was a great week. You know, we, we, put that, we put that wolf pack in the air, you know, took care of that business. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into Duke, get ACC picks of the week, man. Y'all know, and, and other things, if we feel like doing other things, because, you know, on Don V Fridays, we just be vibing, man. But um, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on a season opening bonuses today and start off wager on division and championship futures. Now, head to BetOnline.ag today and take care of all the great sign up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. So let's talk about it. Um, NC State came to Blacksburg uh last last week last Saturday night and um they got their asses handed to them, man it was a it was a dominant Virginia Tech performance from for four quarters um the game was never the game was never in question the game never was never in doubt it was straight up domination I'm talking about both lines of scrimmage we controlled the game and um, if you're a Virginia Tech fan, it's rare. I can't even remember the last time, but yeah, I can. But uh, well, we just straight dominated both lines of scrimmage against a Power 5 school, a ACC opponent. Yeah, you're going to dominate this, the line of scrimmage against a Marshall. You're going to dominate both lines of scrimmage. Sometimes we didn't. We played Marshall, you know, a couple times. <laughs> uh, You're going to dominate both lines of scrimmage against a uh, Liberty or William and Murray or who else? I, I wanna say ODU But I would trigger some PTSD amongst some Hokie fans. Uh but normally when you play like your first team, you normally play like a bum ass school. You know, you you know just to get the, work the kinks out, beat the shit out of them, hand them sixty points, you know, and tell them get the fuck on with their time. But um no, when you play a game where uh you put up 45 in the week opener but you play a power five school a a division uh, um not a division but a conference school an acc school which you know nc state is kind of a below average acc school but it's still you know look man they get as many scholarships as us they got as many opportunities as us to build a team better than ours and they fucking didn't they got their asses whooped um it was a it was an especially performance to be uh proud of because virginia tech had 23 players uh not playing we had coaches not coaching and uh Braxton Burmeister, who uh started the game didn't even play uh the entire game because uh he was cramping up and shit heat cramps and uh, and that was to be expected when you um, you know, you don't you don't have a spring. I know. I, listen, I know every fucking sports podcast, every sports analyst is saying this: no spring, no preseason, no practice, no y'all. I gotta say that too, but it's the truth. Uh, there was limited contact and limited stuff, and for them to come out on their first game. Down that many players and to still dominate, hey man! I gotta take my hat off. I have to take my hat off. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta praise Coach Justin Fuente. I know people think that I'm this Fuente hater, but um, I'm not. And even if I am, I can still say he did a good job. Like I ain't listen. I might even if I'm, I might be considered a hater or whatever or a non-believer. I I consider myself a Fuente non-believer. I just don't believe he can lead us to a national championship. That's my opinion. Fuck you. I mean, if you don't think I should have my opinion, but, um, I'm a Fuente non-believer, but I can still get a man his props. This was a hell of a coaching job under these circumstances. COVID, uh, your starting quarterback is in quarantine. There was other rumors going on about him that I ain't going to get into. Uh, you're down this many players. You're down coaches. Uh, it's, is it's hell on earth. You gotta answer questions about you know COVID and you know it was points where you didn't even think you could have a season and you trying to keep your team and then you had the you had the Devin Hunter situation that still as I record this unresolved, I think. You had all that coming into your first game. Your first game had been pushed back two different times, and to come out and keep the team focused motivated and to dominate like that i gotta tip my i gotta tip my hat off to justin fuente you know i I gotta get a man his props because that is a hell of a coaching job to have the team prepared to play under those circumstances that wasn't easy that was not easy what he did being able to keep the team focused motivated and to go out and dominate a conference uh foe I, I gotta i gotta tip the cap that was a hell of a coaching job um shout outs, shout outs to justin fuente like i said it ain't never nothing personal you know that man got churned. he got mouths to feed i don't hate him you know people be trying to make it seem like whatever it is um but no it ain't that at all it just nigga trying to be ringed up man <laughs> fuck that dumb shit but um yeah man shout out to the coaches but um this game was and I knew this was going to happen because I think most Hokie fans predicted this team to be pretty good, at the very least pretty good, or at least good, just just regular good. So uh we expected to beat NC State. But under these circumstances and the uh dominate them like that in the trenches, uh that that always makes football fans happy to see their fans, to see their team Dominate in the trenches. That makes most football fans happy. Uh, if I could take any, I don't want to even want to say negatives from the game. Just it's just it's just a uh, it's just a. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get my words right. An observation: Quincy Patterson. I I, I brought up Braxton Burmeister, and he had his, he had hand cramps and other. Um, probably hydration related stuff going on. Yo, they said he was eating mustard on the sidelines to get back hydrated, bro. I tweeted this. If I'm dehydrated and one of y'all hand me mustard, it's over with for you. I'm taking you with me, bro. I'm using my last energy to take somebody with me. Don't hand me no, listen, don't hand me no mustard under no circumstances i don't give a fuck how good it works for hydration i will murder you if you try to hand me mustard and i'm dehydrated but uh quincy patterson had to come in and um it's just an observation this isn't a complaint this isn't i'm not crying or nothing like that it's just like quincy patterson been here for three this will be his red shirt june no red shirt sophomore season why are we still giving him the little boy, eight nine plays? This is I can understand if he came into this game, knowing he was the third string. Okay, you, you can't get a third string but so many reps, but um, he's the backup quarterback at least this week. He was the backup quarterback, and he still only had like the power run left, the power one run, run right, the the fade up the sideline. It's like. You gotta. You don't gotta open it up for the man. He the backup, but bro, like, what? I just at this point, I just want to know what is it? Is he not getting the playbook? Do they not trust him to throw? Like, do they not trust him with the offense? Like, what is it? Because the the man, as a redshirt freshman, be like, okay, all right. Why does he only got six, seven plays, whatever? But I mean, I I just I just think it's disappointing that your elite 11 quarterback here he is in his third year in your offense and you still only trust him to run a handful of plays but you know i'm not in the meetings you know i don't know and like i said if this was a situation where he knew he was going to be the third string i get it but you know you prepare you preparing backups got to prepare to play uh that's just what it is backups backups got to be somewhat prepared to play and they only giving this man a couple plays it's just like either he stinks in practice or they just don't trust him i don't get it i don't get it but let's talk about the positive that's the only somewhat negative i can come out of that game thinking and quincy played well by the way but let's talk about the positives man i said it earlier uh we dominated both trenches and that's so fucking important because at virginia tech it'll be it was always Jekyll and Hyde, or we would have a good O-line, suspect D-line. Good, great D-line, suspect O-line. Um, I'm trying to think of when we had both at the same time. And um, if if this is a preview of what's coming, you know, y'all know me, I don't lie and all that shit. We might get the third best offensive line in the conference. And that's, in a, and that's in a conference with Notre Dame and Clemson. Uh, and Notre Dame is always known to have a great offensive line, run blocking and pass blocking. Miami's offensive line has improved. But, um, you know, I'll listen to a debate um, for Miami versus Virginia Tech O-lines, and, you know, we'll figure out who got the best offensive line soon. But um, I, I feel comfortable saying that Virginia Tech has the third best offensive line in the conference and that's not a, that's not bad considering Clemson and Notre Dame is in this conference. Um so that was the biggest takeaway from the game. It was holes all night Brock Hoffman, the uh the transfer who didn't get his waiver last year, uh kind of got fucked over by the NCAA, um came out there and was mashing on shit to the point where the off to the to the referees were saying, "Hey, buddy, can you lighten up? Lighten up? fuck you." Keep mashing on that shit, Brock. I, now, I see you. I see you. Salute to Brock Hoffman, man. Man, played his ass off. Um, offensive line all night. It was big-ass hoes all night, man. Running backs, man, listen. You could have put a puppy in the backfield, and the puppy would have been getting five, ten yards of curve. You hear me? I'm not bullshitting. It was hoes all night, man. They was out there mashing on shit. Maul and shit, operating operating to perfection. Um, defensive line, Justice Reed. Justice Reed out there eating. Man, he out there splitting double teams. Justice Reed out there, another transfer. Out there eating. Uh, I think he had two sacks. The man was out there disruptive in the backfield all night. Um, nice pickup from uh, Youngstown State. And I said this in my post game. Uh, live stream, but I'll say it on the podcast for the people that didn't watch that. Uh, Justice Reed, when we when we signed him um, from Youngstown State, I kind of was like, took a pump your rope, pump your brakes type of role. I was kind of like, look, man, y'all slow down, um, man, slow down, slow down. Like, okay, we signed somebody that can be nice, quality, depth, but um, pump pump your brakes. But, uh, no, no, he, he is living up to his, uh, to, to, to some of the people that over celebrated the Justice Reed signing. And it's one game, you know, this don't mean, you know, we, you know, everybody that didn't overhype the Justice Reed signing should shut the fuck up forever. Cause there's been a lot of that going on too. Like y'all didn't believe in Justice Reed. And some people were just kind of like, nobody said he was trash. We were just saying, relax. <laughs> and um you know it was a great debut but let's keep let's keep it rolling let's keep it moving but uh he definitely showed that 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 strength that bull rush that we have been lacking for a long time so shout out to Justice Reed um definitely, definitely not the uh definitely not the defense alignment that us Hokie fans are used to we're normally used to like the speed rush you know get, like twitchy guys Things of that nature, but no. Justice Reed was out there bullying. Uh, Shout out to him. And uh, last, but last, player. I'm gonna show some some spotlight on um, Kansas transfer Khalil Herbert had a hell of a game. I'm I'm gonna attribute that to the offensive line, but he had the burst to make big plays. Like I said, I think I said earlier, a puppy could have got fucking five to ten yards of Curry. Well, Khalil Herbert got that extra gear, so he was turning it into bigger plays. Uh, that man was out there feasting, but like I said, the holes were there and the man got the burst. So he had a big game. I, I brought up Quincy Patterson earlier. Uh not even being ready. I mean, not I don't wanna say not being ready, but not being uh not knowing that he was gonna have to make that come in and, and play and, and Step in and make the plays that he made, albeit with fucking like four plays he's working with. And still and still still made still got a beautiful fade ball, still is a powerful runner. We all know what Quincy Patterson is capable of, except the coaches, I guess, because he's only given a couple plays. And the and the man delivered. So those are my game balls. Justice Reed, Brock Hoffman, Khalil Herbert, Quincy Patterson. Keep it up uh spend talks that virginia tech is the new transfer you portal gang we used to be portal gang but in the opposite way we'll see um we got a lot of transfers and grad transfers and chukos all over the field so somebody has to produce um delve into the
1: shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery
0: I could go on all day, but like I said, somebody has to produce. Like It's it transfers everywhere. So it's been a lot of you know, it's been a lot of victory laps taking on this whole, you know, tra- older transfers over recruits, and I'm kind of like you still gotta recruit though. You still gotta focus on recruiting though. Um, yeah, we beat the shit out of NC State, but I think every Hokie fan at least expected to win. Uh, So, I don't know. You know, sometimes, you know, with Hokie fans, it's just, we got this Civil War, uh, you know, like Fuente fans versus like non-Fuente fans. And sometimes I think we just look for any and every opportunity to snipe at each other. And sometimes I don't think we should. I think sometimes we need to just fall back. But that's just me, though. Manscaped. Um, 2020 has been the year things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control: that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that is designed to give you a confidence boost through body image their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low the lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof it comes with an led light so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in a dark shower whatever floats your boat they also just released their shears 2.0 nail kit which is the perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer the shears 2.0 is a Luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style on their website. You'll also find a crop preserver, an anti and ball deodorant, and moisturizer. This will help you tame. This is important. Tamed that summer, swamp ass. We in fall now. And it's still pretty warm. We, we in fall, but it's still still some swamp ass walking around here. With natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life changing products. In fact, listeners of Don V Fridays will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Fellas, listen to me. Shave that shit. Nobody won't listen. All my all my brothers out there that's in the locker room. You know who I'm talking to, shave, bro. You out here with the wolf man dick and balls. You know who I'm talking to, man. Nobody wants to see you. Shave that shit, bro. To the to the to the to the people. You know the hairy motherfucker, the motherfucker that got hair down his thighs all the way down to his ankles. Get it together, bro. Get it together, and don't and don't forget, man. Bet online football is back, man. You can still be in the action at BetOnline.com. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable the season, game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on a season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag. Take advantage of, take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. Now, before we get into this week's ACC schedule, we got to talk about last week's ACC's, A- ACC picks, my picks, and um, Florida State beat the shit out of Miami. I predicted Florida. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Miami beat the shit out of Florida State. I'm tripping. Shit. I'm tripping, <laughs> my bad. Sorry to any Florida State fans that's listening. They're probably like, "What in the hell?" Miami beat the shit out of Florida State, fifty-two to ten. Um, I picked Miami to win, but I said it was gonna be close because it was a rivalry game. Nah, De'Ari-K- Miami's a problem, folks. I said. I think I. I think I mentioned it like a week ago that Miami's potentially a problem. Miami's a problem. That that spread no huddle that they're doing. That up tempo. They run. They all right. The offense is running people off the fucking field. Miami's a problem, people. Uh NC State play played Virginia Tech. We already went over that. Virginia Tech beat the shit out of NC State 45 to 24. Pitt at uh Louisville at Pitt. I predicted Pitt would win that game. Um, and Pitt won it. It was kind of sloppy, kind of ugly. Um Louisville's quarterback, uh Cunningham. I can't think of his full name. I think it's Malik Cunningham. I might be tripping. But he took a nasty hit in the fourth quarter. Prayers to him. Uh Georgia Tech at Syracuse. I had Georgia Tech winning. So of course they lost. Georgia Tech had half an expectation. And look how they do. Uh, Syracuse beat Georgia Tech 37 to 20. Where I think Georgia Tech quarterback Jeff Sams, who I kinda hyped up last week, uh had a shit game. Um Duke played Duke was at UVA. I had I had UVA winning. Um, UVA, UVA was kind of looking like Cap man, but uh, nah, they eventually got it together. Their quarterback Armstrong, it's one of those deals for like the last name don't fit with his fucking skill set. Is he doesn't have a strong arm at all. He's kind of like a weak arm quarterback, but he made plays. He made plays on the ground. He made plays to uh, this kid Lavelle Davis. I seen this kid Lavelle Davis go up for like two or three balls. He, he, I'm not about to call that dude a threat just yet. I got to see more from the Davis kid. But, uh, UVA fans, you lied about that quarterback, bro. Don't you ever, ever in your life say, Tebow, will Brennan Armstrong ever get in your life that cap ass shit? Don't ever do that shit again. That's disrespect for the Tebow, honestly. Uh, Texas State played at Boston College. I had Boston College winning narrowly, um, and Boston College pulled it out narrowly. Uh, they won 24 to Texas State 21 where it, it was a game where Boston College kind of like shit all game um, Boston College is not a good team so uh, it's, it's it's set up perfect it's set up perfect uh, in a, like I don't even think we play Boston College this year matter of fact I th- I'm pretty sure we don't but it's like those the teams that give Virginia Tech hell y'all already know what I'm talking about Right. I'm talking about going through it, bro. But uh this week, we got to we got to get into our picks for this week. So that was last week. This week NC State is at number 24 pit. I'm still not sold on pit. I'm not sold on pit and I know NC State is horrible. But that's just one of those games where, like I'm gonna am I'm gonna I'm gonna take pit. Only because NC State is so weak in the trenches. I'ma take pit narrowly. Uh Pit by a field goal. Number 12, UNC plays at Boston College. Okay, so this is an interesting this is an interesting game because North Carolina hasn't played in like two weeks. They haven't played since um week one, where they uh they hung up like Three touchdowns in the fourth quarter they was kind of struggling and bullshitting but then eventually they they turned it around and whatnot so i'm gonna take unc but expect them to kind of still be out of rhythm out of sync they haven't played in two weeks and now they're going on the road i'm expecting them to still have some i'm expecting them to still have some uh some 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 kinks some kinks in the armor, um, at, but then they, but then they, they do what they did. We won and they pull it out late. Jacksonville State plays at Florida at Florida State. Jacksonville State plays at Florida State. Um, I know a lot of people have got this as the upset special because <laughs> Florida State is probably Florida State might be the worst team in the ACC, but I can't do Florida State like that. They gonna beat Jacksonville State. If I got to come on this podcast next week and say Jacksonville State fucking won, I'm never doing Florida State picks for the rest of the season. I will literally not treat them like an ACC team for the rest of this season. If they can't be Jacksonville State, I am done picking Florida State games for the rest of the season because that because they wouldn't win no more games. They wouldn't win another game. They wouldn't win any games. They would go 0 and 11. UVA at Clemson. Clemson is going to take UVA's dick off and beat them with it. Clemson by 100. Virginia Tech at Duke. I never picked Virginia Tech to lose on this podcast, so let's talk about it. Um, Right now, you have a Virginia Tech team that's coming off. They're riding high, right? They're riding high, but coming off a 45-point a forty-five point game, a forty-five point, uh, uh, putting up forty-five points on NC State, so we own this. Fuck the state of North Carolina tour, the way our schedule is kind of set up right now. So we, you know, Duke came into Blacksburg and beat the shit out of Virginia Tech last last year. I'm talking about embarrassed us. It was on a Friday night. I still remember this. It was only a it was only a year ago, but I still remember this. It was a it was a Friday night. Um and uh that we was honoring the nineteen ninety-nine hokies. The nineteen ninety nine Virginia Tech Hokies. And every Hokie fan knows, you know, the ninety nine team. It's some hipster hokies. It's like some we got this we got this hipster pocket of hokies. Uh I think that's what they call them, hipsters who try to pretend like Oh, but the '96 team, like those, are the ones that want to be cool and try to like not be with the crowd. To who, to to those people, I tell them, <laughs> either ass, you not cool by trying to pretend you an OG or some shit. Like you not cool, you lame as fuck, and you know what? It, you know that the '99 Hokies are the most important team in Virginia Tech history, and you think you doing some flash shit by uh acting like the '96 team? Shout out to them. No disrespect to them, you know. We know we know the contributions, but everybody know that the '99 Hokies put VT on the map, map. Uh, and the night that we honor them, the 2019 Hokies, 20 years later, get their asses kicked by the Duke Blue Devils. It was the lowest point in Justin Fuente's tenure he was he was a week from getting fired. The college game day crew went viral, put out this video Kirk, Her- Kirk Herbstreet was like yeah, that operation looked goofy is what Kirk Herbstreet said. He said it in a white person way, it looks so bad, but he what Kirk Herbstreet said was that operation looked goofy and people was ready to fire Fuente we thought we was about to get him to fuck out the paint, but um Nah, man. Fuentes are the coaching for his life, bro. He made the quarterback change. Uh, we had played Miami the next week, and the rest is history. He saved his job. Uh, this 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 uh, this this time is gonna be completely different. Uh, this Duke team is not good. This Duke team is not good at all. Uh defensively, offensively, that team is straight ass. They got Chase Bryce, a Clemson transfer, but um he's no good they made a quarterback change last week i watched duke play last week i had to get some intel on and i had to get some intel on uva and um chase bryce is not good people they ended up benching him for i don't know if that kid was a freshman or whoever they benched him for but uh yeah man chase bryce ain't it um it's no surprise why he never really started at clemson he had that one game at clemson where Travis Etienne ran for two hundred yards, and Chase Bryce got all the glory for it because Trevor Lawrence got hurt. But uh, nah, man, Chase Bryce ain't it. I expect the Hokies to roll um again because there is the revenge factor, which almost almost bit my tongue saying that bullshit. We should never be having a revenge week versus fucking Duke. It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. Every time I see a tweet about revenge week, revenge tour, and it's Duke on the schedule, I cringe and I want to just crawl into a shell and die. Honestly, that's bullshit. We should never be having revenge games against fucking Duke. Go out there and smack that shit, man. It's ridiculous. But that's it for Don V Friday's. um, I'll be back next week, man. We're gonna keep we gonna keep this thing going, man. We're gonna keep rolling. Uh see y'all then and God bless.